right. Well, I want to welcome you to Life Point Fellowship Church. My name is Alex Velarde. I'm one of the pastors here at the church. And we are thrilled that you've joined us here in person. Also, those of you who are following us online, if you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Samuel chapter 15. 2 Samuel chapter 15. I'm going to be preaching a message to you entitled, Defining Loyalty in a World Full of Betrayal. Defining Loyalty. Everybody say that word with me, Loyalty. Oh, you can do a little bit better than that. Loyalty. Loyalty. There we go. Defining loyalty in a world that is full of betrayal. This is one of those messages that I really believe it's very, very practical. So if you're a young person, man, write this down because along life's path, you're going to find people that are going to be very difficult for you to understand where they're coming from. And at times you're going to think that they're loyal but um, you're going to be disappointed. In fact, I really believe that one of the main issues that people often have with Christianity is this, this topic that we're talking about. You think that they're real, you think that they're authentic, you think that they're loyal to Jesus Christ, and then all of a sudden they do something that just totally turns on you. And so defining loyalty in a world that is full of betrayal. So you're turning Second Samuel chapter 15, I want to I want to survey the room just real quick. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. How many of you think that we need a little bit more loyalty in our world today? Like maybe you're thinking like you're like in marriages we need more loyalty. Uh, maybe in your fr- in friendships you need more loyalty. Your your workplace you need more loyalty. Or maybe uh, within the family context. How many of you would say by raising your hand that we live in a world where we need a little bit more loyalty? I just want to see. Okay. That's good. That helps me out. Thank you so much. I uh, really appreciate that. Someone said, someone said, lack of loyalty is one of the major causes of failure in every walk of life. Lack of loyalty is one of the major causes of failure in every walk of life. Now, let me just kind of be uh, vulnerable here with you for just a minute. The challenge for me as I start this message, as I kind of preach this message, is to help you understand the need, to help uh, establish the need for loyalty in our own lives, okay? Because most of us will say, you know what, yeah, 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 we need more loyalty in the world. Yeah, we agree. We need more loyalty in marriages. We need more loyalty, I mean, you name it, in our workplaces, whatever, friendships. But here's what we say, or here's what we do. It's very hard for us to actually acknowledge when we are the ones not being loyal, right? If I ask you, and don't, you don't have to do it, but how many of you would say, I am, I'm actually not a loyal person. Anybody wants to raise their hand. I'm, a, I'm a, the most disloyal person in the room. No, 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 don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, all right? So disloyalty, it's a very difficult thing to see in the mirror. It's very hard to see in the mirror, and this is why, Here's what we say, you know, we'll say something like this. I am loyal to you. I'll be loyal in this relationship, in this, in this friendship. I'll be loyal in, you know, this, in this workplace. I'll be faithful. But if there ever comes a time when I'm not, okay, it's probably because you push me beyond my limits. If I'm ever not faithful to you, if I'm ever not loyal, it's probably because you made it very difficult to me. 
And so disloyalty is very difficult to see in the mirror. Today, I want you to take this message and I want you to ask this question, Lord, what are you saying to me? What are you teaching me? Because this is one of those messages, very easy to say, oh man, this will be a great message for my ex. Man, they need to hear this thing, you know, this is for them. You know, this is one of those, those messages that's like, it's really great to say, you know what, how can I figure out a way for my boss to hear this message? How Amen, there we go. <laughs> uh, but the question that I want you to ask is, Lord, what are you saying to me? Okay. Uh, when Jesus was on his way to the cross, he was trying to give his disciples a heads up. By the way, they all betrayed him. Okay. They, in that moment, they were, not, they were disloyal to him. When he's on his way to the cross, he's trying to give them a heads up, what's, what's about to happen. He's warning them. And Peter, I love Peter, he you know, always a big mouth, always the first one to go, but sometimes that got him in trouble. And Peter says, Lord, even if everybody else fails you, I'm not going to fail you. I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm not going to disown you. You know, every, even if everybody else leaves you, I'm not. And Jesus kind of interrupts him and says, Peter, tonight, tonight, you know, hit the brakes, you know, tonight, Peter. You're going to reject me. And we, we know the story, right? Before the night was over, three different people come to Peter. It's like, hey, weren't you with that guy, Jesus? And he's like, who, who are you talking about? Jesus? No, 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 I don't know him. Three different times. Hey, yeah, 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 you're one of his disciples. I saw you when they were multiplying the bread and the fish, and you were there. I remember. And Peter's like, no, 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 I don't know who this Jesus is. Three times, and the Bible says... That after that, Peter went out, and I'm quoting, he wept bitterly because he betrayed his Savior. So the question today is, how do we avoid making that same mistake? How do we practice loyalty in a world full of betrayal? Because here's what happens, okay? Here's what happens. You know, when we, when somebody betrays us, when somebody's not loyal to us, immediately our, re our reaction for most of us is to hit back. Our reaction is to lower our, ourselves down to their standards, okay? And so this is one of those messages that, number one, is very, very important for you to listen to so you know how to distinguish people when they're, when they're being a little bit, you know, deceiving. But it's also an important message to practice, not just, I mean, it's a, it's a lot easier to preach and to practice because when someone else is not loving, when someone else is talking behind your back, when somebody else is gossiping about you, are you still going to keep the standard that Jesus wants you to keep? And that's when it makes a difference who you really are and who you represent in Jesus' name. And so we're in 2 Samuel chapter 15, verse 2. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, an Old Testament story, kind of an obscure, a little bit of an obscure story. It says this, Absalom got up early every morning. Absalom got up every morning, early every morning, and went out to the gate of the city. So this guy, Absalom, gets up every morning, goes to the city gate, right? When people brought a case to the king for judgment, Absalom would ask where they were from. 
So it's a kind of a nice thing, right? He's just, people are coming, you know, they're, they're bringing their case to the king for judgment. Absalom would just ask them, hey, where are you? He kind of would strike a conversation with them. And it says, and they would tell him their tribe, okay? So if you don't know, Absalom is David's son. Remember David, King David? So Absalom is his third son. It's his favorite son. Now, if you don't know this, basically, Absalom had committed a horrible crime. He ends up killing someone, runs for his life. And even though David was good to him, Absalom ended up coming back three years later to overthrow the throne, his father's throne, okay? So that gives you a little bit of context, okay? In that day and age, public hearings were conducted early in the morning outside of the city gates, okay? So they held court outside of the city gates, and, um, and so he is positioning himself in this place, in this particular place, to win the people's favor. Have you ever met somebody like that around the office or at work or at school, and they just know how to position themselves exactly in the right place at the right time so they can win people's favor? You know what I'm talking about, okay? So he comes back after committing this horrible crime, and his whole intention is to overthrow his father's throne. Look in verse 3. Watch this, okay? Don't let him fool you. It says, then Absalom would say, he would say to the people, you've really got a strong case here. So he's looking at them, and he's like, man, you've got a good case right here. I'm so glad that you came. And then he would say, it's too bad the king does not have anyone to hear it. You know what, the, what he's doing? He's, he's, he's just spreading a little bit of doubt. When you, when you look at individuals like Absalom, and, and I'm sure that you will, if you've never dealt with somebody like this, you will at some point in your life. What they do is they don't come out blatantly in front of everybody and, and, and fight you and, and tell you what you're wrong or whatever. No, 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 no. All they do is they just kind of just spread a little bit, you know, some seeds of doubt. And all he's doing here is, you got a really strong case. I'm so glad you brought it to us. I wish, I wish the king, you know, it's too bad the king doesn't have anybody to hear you. You know, I wish he care a little bit more about us and it's just subtle right it's not like a like blatant but it's just subtle look at what he says in verse four i wish i were the what say a church i wish i were the judge that's a lie that's a straight up lie he doesn't want to be judge he wants to be king okay i wish i was the judge he says then people will bring me th their problems. They will bring their problems to me, and then I would give them justice. Now, I don't know if you can read between the lines just yet, but you got to put yourself in King David's place, right, for a moment. I don't, I'm, I don't know what it feels like leading an entire nation. You know, I've never been a king, but I know that I have a, you know, with our little tiny little church that we have, I have a, usually a lot on my plate, okay? And so I can often, when I pray for our, those people in authority, uh, our president, you know, everything that's going on in Israel right now, I just sympathize with them because if I have the stress that I have and I have the burdens that I have with, you know, just leading such a small group of people, I cannot imagine leading a nation. 
And so I'm sure that King David had some things on his plate. I'm sure that he had some, you know, some things that he was working out, that he was, you know, he was busy with some matters, you know, with other matters. He was preoccupied with wars and the safety, the safety of the country and the throne and whatever. But as a result of that, some, of, some things were kind of, there were some issues that were left unresolved. And so some of these issues were creating feelings of resentment with some of the people. And um, Absalom, David's own son, takes advantage by undermining his father's authority. So when you see, when you see him saying, I wish I were the judge, he's not trying to help, okay? He's not, trying, he's not raising his hand, oh, you know what, let me volunteer, let me help out. You know, let me, let, me, let me see what I can do because some of these people have an issue. No, 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 no. He's, he's undermining his father's authority. Don't let him fool you. He's got his own agenda, okay? And you've met people like this. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so loyalty never comes from twisted ulterior motives. Never comes. If you, like, if you know someone that has an ulterior motive, that just twisted motive, loyalty never comes from that. But the question, the, the hard part is, how do you know, right? When you have a person in front of you and they're smiling, you know, and everything they're doing is, it seems to be perfect, how do you really know that they're not being loyal? How do you know that they're, they've got this ulterior, it's really hard. You know, how do you, how do you figure out somebody that, that has a twisted motive? Let me maybe ask it in this, in this way. Imagine this scenario where you have this coworker, and we're just going to call her Sarah, okay? If your name is Sarah, I'm sorry, okay? Um, but let's just pretend for a moment that you have this coworker, her name is Sarah, and she volunteers to help organize a charity event at the office. And on the surface, it appears that Sarah is like really excited. She's generally interested in contributing to a good cause. However, as you time as time passes, you kind of lean in a little bit, and it becomes clear that her motive is to gain favor with the company's management. The more you look into this situation, the more you look at Sarah, the more that you figure out that what she really wants is to secure a promotion. All right, and so she's putting this charity event together so that she can get closer to the decision makers rather than generally being motivated by the cause itself, by the charity event itself. How do you know? How do you, how do you know that you know that you know that this person has an ulterior motive? They have twisted motive. Everything on the surface is perfectly fine. Let me tell you how you can know. It's challenging. I'm giving you three things. You can write them down very easy, but three red flags that will, they, I'm telling you, if you see these th three things, you will know that person's got an ulterior motive, okay? Number one, inconsistent behavior. Inconsistent behavior. They act friendly. In one moment, they act helpful in one moment, but distant and manipulative in another moment. That's a red flag. Inconsistent behavior. Here's another one. Lack of transparency. Lack of transparency. They, they overemphasize secrecy. And it's almost like whenever you're talking to them, oh, no, just come over here, come over here. Let me tell you something that the boss said the other day. Let me just tell you. Don't tell anybody, but let me just, you know? You want to know how someone has ulterior motive? They, they're constantly overemphasizing, like they have this kind of sort of like a hidden agenda. They avoid sharing information. 
Inconsistent behavior, lack of transparency. Here's another way. Another way to know somebody has an ulterior motive. Overly self-interested. They're overly self-interested. Okay? What that means is they're consistently prioritizing their own interest above everybody else. And sometimes you look at it and it's like, oh, come on, it's not that big of a deal. You know, they decided to go first. They decided they wanted this or whatever. It's just a minor thing. It's not that nothing. You know, you're, oh, Alex, you're making a big deal out of nothing. But I'm telling you, if you see any one of these three flags in someone, man, you better pay attention because something is going on. You're going to see all three things in the next few verses with Absalom. Okay, look in verse 5. It says, verse 5, when the people tried to bow before him. Now, why are they bowing before Absalom? He's not the king. It's King David, right? Why would they? Well, <laughs> because he's that kind of guy. Okay? And uh, you're going you're gonna to get to see it here in a minute, okay? He wanted to be treated as king. He's not letting people know, but this is exactly what he, he wanted, okay? So don't let him fool you. When the people tried to bow before him, it says, Absalom would not let them. Instead, he took them by the, help me out, church. He took them by the what? by the hand and he embraced them and so this is this is all fake by the way this is all phony okay this is this is him pretending they're wanting to bow down before him because they thought he had convinced them that that he could be king that he could do a better job than king david was doing and yeah you know the throne should be here you know he's the third in line i mean it's like this is he's the one and he's like no i'm not gonna let you bow before me but he would hold him by the hand he would embrace them it's all phony it's all fake it's all for show don't let him fool you he's playing a game look at the next slide it says so in this way absalom stole the heart of all the people of israel he's doing all of this because he wants to gain their influence so number one loyalty never comes from twisted ulterior motives number two lo loyalty never comes from a false sense of friendship loyalty never comes from a false sense of of friendship have you ever had somebody that wanted to get close to you and like you didn't really know why i mean there wasn't a whole lot of chemistry you didn't really click together i mean it was it was just like for it felt forced you know it felt like it wasn't just natural well sometimes people want to get close to you because of what they want to get from you loyalty never comes from a false sense of friendship let's look at proverbs 20 verse 6 it says many will say many will say Pay attention to the wording. Many will say they're loyal friends. They're loyal friends. But who can find what? How many? Who can find one? One person who's really faithful, God says. It's really hard. So a couple of things. Loyalty, number one, is demonstrated when there are no requirements. You want to know if somebody's being loyal in, your, in, a, in a relationship, in a friendship, at work, whatever? When it, loyalty is, is best demonstrated when there are no requirements. In other words, they show up for you, but they didn't have to. They do the thing, but they didn't have to. Nobody required them to be there. Nobody required them to do that. But they, they're there, they show up, that shows loyalty, okay? Loyalty is demonstrated when there are no benefits. There's nothing in it for them. 
okay? And they're going to be there. They're going to, you know, go the extra mile. They give it their best shot. They, they give it all they, they got, and there's no benefits for them. They're not going to get paid. They're not going to get, you know, any sort of props, nothing like that. There's no benefits. There are no requirements. They're just there. Now, I know I'm biased, okay? But when it comes to the, the church world, I think LifePoint is one of the best churches in the world. And I'll tell you why. 60%, 67, excuse me, 67%, okay, of our average attendance volunteers, actively volunteers. In most churches in America, you're talking about 10%. You're lucky if you're getting to 12% serve. So 10% of the people do 90% of the work. When it comes to this place, 67% of you serve you volunteer you're not doing it because you're getting paid you're not doing it because somebody's bribing you there are no conditions attached nobody's telling you if you do this i'll do this for you like none of that you just serve out of pure loyalty for the lord jesus christ let's keep going verse seven it says after four years absalom said to the king watch this this is crazy don't miss this okay insane this right here right here wow after four years absalom said to the king so absalom is talking to whom who is he talking to the king who's the king who's the king david and what is david to absalom okay so he's talking to whom his dad okay so son talking to his own dad on the throne right so absalom is talking to king david his dad after four years, Absalom said to the king, to his dad, let me go to Hebron to offer sacrifice, to offer a sacrifice to the Lord, and watch this, in, a, in fulfillment of a, say it, in fulfillment of a vow. vow. Pay attention to that word because it's going to come out later, okay? So, so um, Absalom comes to dad, hey dad, uh, would you allow me to go and worship the Lord? I want to I do this sacrifice because I made a vow to the Lord. I made a, a promise to God that I would do this thing, okay? That's what Absalom is saying to his dad. I want to worship the Lord. I want to do this sacrifice for the Lord. And David goes, yeah, sure, go. But watch what happens in verse 10. But while he, Absalom, was there, while he was gone, right? He sent. Secret messengers. Dad, can I kind of go worship? Can I get away for can I have some time off? I just wanna, I just wanna go and worship the Lord. It seems like his his like his motive is in the right, it seems like his heart is in the right place, right? I just want to I just want to go do this thing for the Lord. And at the very same time he's betraying his dad and he's sending secret messengers to every part of Israel to stir up a rebellion against the king. As soon as you hear the trumpets, his message read, you will know that Absalom has been crowned what? King in Hebron. Here's the thing that you need to know. Loyalty never comes from a Secret messages, a.k.a. gossip. Loyalty never comes from ulterior motives. It never comes from a false sense of friendship. It never comes from secret messages, from 
gossip. The Bible says this. It's not on the screen, but if you want the reference, Proverbs 20, verse 19. Proverbs 20, 19. It's important. You need to know this. A gossip goes around telling secrets. Watch this. A gossip goes around telling secrets. So this is what God says. So don't hang around with a simple babbler. That's what God calls somebody who gossips. Don't, do not hang around a simple babbler. A gossip goes around telling secrets. You know why they tell secrets? Because sin hides. Sin hides in the dark. Sin does not grow where there is light. And so a gossip is going to try to find a, a dark place for you. And whenever you, get, whenever you get pulled aside from the group, whenever somebody comes and does this number, and they say, hey, i got to tell you something, okay? Just be mindful. I'm not saying that it's always this way, but just have enough wisdom, enough insight to know that if this is their pattern, if this is a pattern of behavior, they're constantly pulling someone from the group, and then it's this one time, and then it's this one person, and then that person, and there's always the little thing going on. Just know. Just know there's something going on. Loyalty never comes from secret messages. Now, you may say, okay, Alex, if it doesn't come from ulterior motives, it doesn't come from false friendship, it doesn't come from gossip, where in the world does loyalty come from? I want us to look at verses 19 through 22, and if you ever want to study this, this word loyalty, like I don't, I, I, I can't think of a, a better story for you to study than this one, okay? So verses 19 uh, to, through 22. Let me tell you what's going on. So David, he had to flee for his life. Absalom is coming back. He's coming for his life. He's coming for the throne. He's coming to kill him. And so uh, he sends this letter. So he gathers a bunch of people that are going to, Absalom gathers a bunch of people that are going to fight against David. So David is, is running away for his life. And then there's this guy named Ittai. Everybody say Ittai. Yeah, so you have this guy, Ittai, that comes to David, and he says, hey, I want to I be in your army. I want to fight for you, okay? And um, Ittai is new. He volunteers um, to fight for David. He, he's even willing to go into exile for David, okay? And let's read verses 19 through 22, and then we're done, okay? Best, best example of loyalty I find in Scripture. It says this, the king, David, said to Ittai, the Gideite. Ittai the Gideite, okay? You gotta say that. Try that. Ittai the Gideite. Should, that should have been the title, all right? Ittai the Gideite. Um, the king says to Ittai, why should you come along with us? Go back. So this actually also demonstrates David's loyalty, okay? Go, go, go back, go back, because David knows I'm in trouble. I gotta run. I gotta get out of here. I've lost support. I'm, I'm on the run, David understands what's going on and he says he says um you arrived only yesterday you just got here buddy don't fight for me it's okay you're off the hook he says should i should i force you to wander with me i don't even know where i'm going like we're I mean, we're in trouble okay you you're good you don't have to you don't have to be loyal to me you don't have to be faithful to me so david is like kind of fighting for him right Go back, verse 20. Uh, go on back and take your troops with you. 
And may the Lord show you his unfailing love and faithfulness. So David is being loyal here. But I want you to see the degree of loyalty that this, this kid has. Verse 21, but Ittai said to the king, I, say it church, I, say it one more time, I, remember Absalom? Dad, I vowed to the Lord, I made this promise. Be careful when people say that. Ittai, said to the king, I vow by the, by the Lord, by your own life, that I will go wherever you go. Sounds like, who else does he sound like? Starts with a P. Peter. By your own life, that I will go wherever you go, no matter what happens, whether it means life or death. I'm here. I'm going to stick with you. Have you ever had someone tell you that? I'm in it with you. I'm going to fight. I'm going all the way. Be careful that your trust is not always or only on people. Because sometimes people will disappoint you. He, he, he made a vow to shit serious. So did Absalom. So did Peter. Peter. David replied, All right, come with us. So Ittai and all his men and their families, they went along. Where in the world does loyalty come from, Pastor Alex? Would you please finally answer us? Here's where it comes from it comes from proven actions, not empty words. Whether it's your marriage, whether it's your workplace, whether it's, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's your pastor, whether it's your church, whether it's Christians. You want to know where loyalty comes from? Loyalty comes from proven actions, not empty words. The best example of this happened April 15, 1947. Some of you may know the story. Incredible day in baseball. In our country, it was a day when the great Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier. Um, Jackie was a remarkable individual, very strong-minded, very talented athlete, intelligent. And he started playing in the early days for the old Brooklyn Dodgers. But because of the color of his skin, he experienced tremendous racism and hatred. He would go play when he was on the road, and I mean, people would throw things at him. He had all kinds of death threats, and um, it was just, just horrible, you know, what he had to hear when he was out on the field. And one day, in his early days, he, he dropped a ground ball, common mistake. Every baseball player makes that mistake, okay? In that moment, the crowd, his own crowd, his own crowd started booing him. And his, in his autobiography, he, he writes that when, when everybody starts, you know, cursing his name and calling him all kinds of ugly things, he remembers that he just looked down at his cleats. He thought, God, it's just too much. The load, I can't bear this. It's just too much. 
and he was about to throw in the towel when another player, famous player at the time, little bitty tiny Pee Wee Reese, left his position and stood right next to him. And he stared at the, the, cloud, the uh, crowd. Soon the booing kind of stopped. Everybody got quiet. You know what Pee Wee Reese was doing that day? By leaving his position and standing right next to him, he was looking at those people and he was saying, hey, this guy right here, we, we may not look the same way. We may not be the same color skin. We may not have the same parents. We may not come from the same place. But this right here, this is my team. We're buddies. And you mess with him, you mess with me. Loyalty is proven with actions, not just with empty words. So with head bowed and eyes closed, how about you? Are you a loyal person? I said earlier that this loyalty is one of the hardest things to see in the mirror. So this message really goes to waste if, if you don't look at your own life. I want to take a couple minutes just to just some self-reflection time. Just ask yourself some of these questions. Are you loyal to your spouse? I know people that will pull, put their spouses down in front of others. And they'll cover it up with, oh, I'm just joking, I'm just kidding. They cover up their disloyalty by saying it's a joke. I, I know a guy right now that I'm thinking of, he's a master at it. He takes shots at his wife and he covers it up with what he calls humor. Buddy, it's not funny. Stop it. Are you loyal to your spouse? Uh, another one, are you loyal to your friends? One, one way to be disloyal is you go to church, you go to life group or whatever, and then you leave and then you go home and you're like, can you believe what they're doing? Can you believe and you, you know, gossip? Can you believe they spend their money that way? Can you believe their marriage is like that? Can you believe that? That's a way to be disloyal. Another way is, by not telling your friend the truth. You have a friend, they have a habit that's destructive, they're taking some actions that are not good for them, but you don't say anything. That's a way of being disloyal, by staying quiet. The Bible says speak the truth in love. And you, by just holding back and by seeing the this, this behavior that's so self-destructive you're complicit in their action because you know better you know God's word you should be setting a time aside you should be praying for them and you're like yeah Pastor Alex I'm praying for them and, but I just don't want to I don't want to confront them I don't want to offend them listen the worst thing that you can do is not say anything He needs a good friend. Good friends will tell you the truth when it matters most. It, being a good friend is not, doesn't always feel good. One last question. Are you loyal to God's church? 
You can be disloyal by just attending sporadically. I don't know if you know this, the average American used to go to church once a month. Once a month. Now it's more like every six to seven weeks. And I'm not saying this to make any of those of you watching from home make you feel guilty, especially if you're watching from out of state or whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm thankful for technology. I'm thankful that from time to time you can watch from home if you're sick or if the kids are not feeling well. Man, I love that. And, and, and I hope you know that. I hope you know my heart. You know, many of you travel, and so being able to, you know, sign on online and watch is like a huge blessing. But if you are only attending, if, if you're in town and you only attend sporadically, maybe that shows a little bit of disloyalty to your church. Another way of being disloyal is by having a, a consumer mindset. Like a mindset that says, what can I get out of this place? I'm, I'm only going to go to a church where I like the worship, where I like the youth group, where I like the, the, the preaching. But you don't give. You don't get involved. You don't ever serve. And it's all about me, what I can get, what you can do for me. Listen, that is a sure way to be disloyal to your God. And so I, I want to create a little bit of space, 10, 15 seconds for you to reflect and say, Lord, am I being disloyal in any way to you, to a friend, my workplace? I mean, it's so easy to blame it on them. I get it. I get it. Trust me, this message, I've had to, I've had to preach this message like five times this week because it's easy. It's easy to lower your standards when everybody else's standard goes down. But may God help us to be different. May we dare to be different like Pastor Nicholas preached last week. So would you take 10, 15 seconds and say, Lord, search my heart. if there is sin in our lives we confess it we ask you to forgive us God thank you for this loving but challenging message God may we may we be a, may we pay attention to what your spirit is doing in us thank you for your word thank you for the insight that we get thank you for how practical it is and God whenever we deal with people who are not loyal people who have ulterior motives give us the wisdom give us the insight to do what's right and to be careful thank you that we can learn from you from people like peter from absalom but help us to be a little bit more like the itite help us to have that heart oh yeah yeah i just come on yesterday but it's fine i'm 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 in and it's not just your words. It's not just empty words. It's proven actions. Give us the courage to live for you, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand.